Time's up. Let's do this. We're in for a wild night. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 129 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone, and of course, spotlighting members of the wild community. I am your host, as unusual, Electric Sheep City. It's great to be back on this beautiful Friday evening here in the Denver, Colorado area. I am, of course, joined by two of my favorite people. One of them being Blue Train. Blue Train, how are you this evening, friend? I'm doing well. Uh, Pacific Northwest, Canadian representing here, the stand-in for Hydra. Uh, fall finally came. We've been having unusually warm weather, the drought, and like the, the low-pressure system came in. It's dropped by like 10 degrees outside. It's nice and overcast and raining, and uh, I'm digging it. Uh, it's supposed to be here on Monday. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> we are, of course, also joined by our friend and colleague and partner in crime, Schmoopy Daddy. Schmoopy, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Tri-State area is uh, doing well. We're recovering from the dry drought that was the summer, and we got a bunch of rain, and the trees are beautiful, and they still have leaves somehow. And uh, So you is know, your face. The the weather's the weather's decent, and uh, I somehow snuck onto this podcast. So, good luck evicting me. <laughs> so, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me briefly explain how the show works. We record this podcast live every Friday evening at Twitch.tv/slash Born to Be Wild HS. And the video version of this podcast is then posted to YouTube shortly thereafter. Audio versions are also distributed to all the podcast apps. So, however you're watching, listening, or absorbing via osmosis this podcast today, thank you. Yes, you. Before we get into the main topic of our show, I'd like to say a quick thank you to Shakuna and the other patrons for our show. Thank you for your support. It means the world to us. If you enjoy this content, content, please like, subscribe, and comment on this video on YouTube. Another simple way to support the show is to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. If you're watching live on Twitch, we've got some awesome emotes you can unlock by subscribing to the channel. This is free if you use Amazon Prime. Uh, we have new emotes, follower emotes, subscriber emotes. I uh enjoyed them so much i bugged nate to put them on the discord server so um, i'm sure that's a different plug at a later time but join the discord server uh we have uh the merch store up i guess sheep doesn't have the uh picture of me as a goober and my wife being attractive so i'm gonna have to stand in for that for now i'm wearing my listener series sweatshirt tonight the merch is awesome uh sheep i'm sure you have the link there's a link to the main shop on our main website uh, finally, if you'd like to su uh, support the show financially, you can join the Patreon for as little as $1 per month. If you'd like to interact with us personally, please join our Discord. There you go. Uh, a free and amazing online community of friends all across the world who love talking about Wild Hearthstone. Um, links to all of the stuff, of that stuff, and more can be found on our website, which is www.bornywildhs.com. 
very important not to forget that HS because otherwise it, it takes you somewhere else. Somewhere that does not have. Welcome to the news. <laughs> the news is so good. Does not have good news like we do this week. <laughs> Man, I will tell you that 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 little intro bite was stuck in my head for two days. I could, it would not leave my head. And then I didn't realize that you'd have the soundboard tonight. And I was like, am I going to have to sing it? I, it was gone. But now it's back. And it's going to be stuck in my head for the next two days. So, um, yeah. yeah. I may or may not have been actively singing that to my wife, like, all throughout <laughs> the week. Not going to lie. <laughs> And uh, before I get into the news, I just want to compliment you, Shmoopy, on on that uh, very professional rundown, um, putting the other guest hosts to <clears throat> a little bit of shame there. Uh, so uh, bravo! I, it, uh, yeah, what? it's it's cheating. I'm I'm um, it's part of my profession to be able to read things. Just read things. I, I don't know. They make me read. Yeah, it's it's reading is tough. It's cringe. Um, and so this is why they assigned the news segment to me, because there really wasn't a whole lot of news this week. Um, kind of in a, this like weird lull, like the lame duck period between expansions, such that it turns out that um, some of the uh, news outlets have started speculating that the next set may be announced next week. Um, Esports.gg, but there have been other outlets and Twitter accounts that have been speculating the same. I won't get into the speculation, but for those that do like to consume the leaks and that kind of information, this shouldn't really come as a surprise. Um, and and we are expecting the next expansion maybe a little smidge earlier than we typically would. Uh, of course, there's usually a month lag between reveal and release. So, you know, we're kind of getting into the, 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 the bottom uh, third of October. So... I'm uh, kind of excited for some new Hearthstone content. Uh, things have been a little bit, I don't want to say stale, but you know, always looking for the, the next thing. Um, Standard's been rough, so I haven't really been able to use that as an outlet, you know, and, and Wild's been pretty, pretty decent, you know, genuinely. So, uh, you know, uh, new stuff, good. New stuff, very good. Um... Yeah, uh, I've been really enjoying playing like some aggro druid in wild, which has been fun. And oh my gosh, like more people have been playing it than just me. It's been it's been incredible. I'm so happy. More people than you and offer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Mind blown. Offer being uh, the famous uh, high legend uh, player that always is playing aggro druid driving the other high legend players nuts <laughs> super nice guy too by the way super nice guy too if you ever get the chance to interact with him um, i'm not but i i've heard that and 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 it's clearly that 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 offers a good player because like you know sometimes someone like me will kind of like a, a little loud and then tumble back down like offers very consistent yeah nice yeah. so so that was uh, really the only Hearthstone news we had this week. There was some other news, though, Hearthstone adjacent. Uh, this was the week that uh, Marvel Snap officially released uh, worldwide, unless you're in Southeast Asia. <clears throat> uh, yeah, anyways, um, apparently it didn't get released in Vietnam and a few other select uh, countries, but uh, most people have access to it now. Uh, I haven't played the game in the beta even though there were ways around it i kind of was 
indifferent to it. Uh, but I did download it and and and, and check it out uh, today. Actually, uh, curious if if you guys be snapping. Have oh, you guys yeah. played the game at all? Oh yeah, I, I was in on, on the beta. Been been playing it for a little while. Um, about the last like month or so, month or two, I you know didn't play as much. So you know, kind of got back into it. And it's weird. So I'm in pool three since I was in the beta. But since I hadn't been playing for a while, I don't have like the complete collection yet. So I'm playing against a lot of people who have all of these different like, you know, tier one decks that I don't have access to those cards quite yet. So, um, you know, it's it's been still fun, but I'm kind of like just trying to get (laughs) through to the, you know, get get some of those really high priority cards so that I can I can string together a a complete deck. Uh, How about you, Schmoopy? Oh, sorry. Oh, just a question. So, yeah. so you're losing a lot is what I'm hearing. Um, and that's mm-hmm. understandable because you're playing at a handicap, but don't you need to win to unlock those critical cards? Or do you get them just by playing, even if you don't win? Are they tied to wins? I, I'm still new, so I'm not sure how that works exactly. Yeah, so they're not completely tied to wins. They're they're tied okay. to um, completing your missions. So completing your missions gets you the credits, which lets you unlock the things. Playing the game in general gets you the the basically dust, um, like the the little gobule looking things, which you need those and the credits to upgrade the cards, which increases your collection level. So I've got tons of of the you know boost that's what they're called um i've got tons of those and just need the credit so i could buy them with money or unlock them with you know progressing through daily missions and stuff like that so i've been doing the latter um i could just dump money into it and probably get there but i i have a kid on the way that would be a poor choice of funds (laughs) my understanding was that money couldn't actually progress your would not progress your collection it would progress cosmetics and other things would it progress your collection or 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 your ability to unlock cards rather so to speak so it can basically just expedite things um Mm. so by playing you unlock the credits um you know through doing your daily missions and stuff like that you can also and it is capped at the the amount of uh gold which is their you know paid currency that you can convert to credits per day um but I, I've been doing none of that because I haven't been putting any more money into the game. So you you can get a little bit further ahead, but but they can't keep it from being like straight up pay to win as well. So a little okay. bit of both. So it's kind of like they're they're dipping their toes into some of those more scummy pay to win uh, mechanics, but have capped it to try and keep some equanimity there. Is that kind of a good takeaway? That's a good takeaway for sure. And if I hadn't been playing, then I wouldn't have the boosts, so I still wouldn't be able to upgrade my cards. So you have to have both the okay. boosts and the the credits to get there. So um, I've got so many of the the boosts because I've been playing. Just need to to get those credits now. <laughs> I I I literally just installed it a couple of hours ago, so I appreciate the context, and and maybe this context is helpful for listeners that that are thinking of installing it or or just started it as well because it was made generally available. So I appreciate the indulgence. Um, have you played the game at all, Schmoothie? I haven't. I've I've really just sort of absorbed via osmosis on a sort of discords what mm-hmm. other people's 
um, experiences have been. And as far as gameplay goes, it's apparently it's very captivating. It's very fun. Um, there are certain strategies like um, like a Zooey kind of strategy, which is clearly like kind of the fastest way to progress. Um, the the little hurdles in content though, right now, from at least the people that I've seen that have like played it, and these are these might be even like you know streamers of Hearthstone who are like enthusiastic about oh well snaps really fun. Um, they find their enthusiasm waning when they start hitting some of these content hurdles where they all, all of a sudden the grind gets a lot grindier. Mm -hmm. And I was curious as to whether or not, um, that was a permanent problem with how the game was structured, or if that was just like them kind of like dribbling out breadcrumbs because it's early on in the game's life, uh, life cycle and there aren't a lot of cards and you're, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, you have only X amount of content, you're still making more, you've engaged the public, but like how, how, what's your timetable? How quickly do you have to, and as I understand, they're not doing expansions. They're just sort of like, they're adding new cards as they go. So how, how often does that need to happen in order for um, people to stay engaged? I don't know. Like, I, so I'm not sure maybe she has more insight on like that, as far as if that sounds reasonable, that like, there's kind of like these, like, these barriers or these these kind of content hurdles where like you have you hit it and it feels like you hit a wall and you have to keep grinding to get past yeah tour in pool three there's it get, definitely gets a lot grindier um can, can you explain what card pools are yeah i honestly i i'm not yeah, even I heard them. sure and it's like yeah for sure cool? i like kitty pools <laughs> so pool one is definitely a great kiddie pool um so pool one is the first kind of general pool of cards so as you progress through your collection level um you unlock cards at a kind of random order you will unlock all of the pool one cards once you get to whatever level it is i i can't recall at this point because I was playing that beta you get at the time. Naturally progressing by playing through the game. Yeah, like, by so I, playing I, through I've the game. I unlocked like one or two, and I see like there are a bunch of cards with question marks. When I hit, it's like a rewards track. Yeah, and, and like you, you, you unlock the the cards as you go. Yeah. So that's pool one cards then. Exactly, and once you make it to whatever level that is, you will have all the pool one cards. However much you will unlock them at a random order. So your pool one experience will be different than mine was, will be different than Schmoopy's would be if, if, if he would were to pick it up, right? And so then pool two opens up after that, and it takes a little longer in between each uh, kind of card drop. Um, once you finish going through pool two, you will have all the pool two cards. Um, and again, that's kind of at whatever level that is. It's been a while since I was working my way through pool two as well. Um, I haven't even play, played before uh, this for like a couple months, so it's been a while. Mm. Pool three is just everything else. So for one, instead of it being guaranteed cards at certain areas, you get like a collector's like reserve or something like that. So that could be either a larger amount of those credits. It could be some gold. So some of the, you know, paid um, uh, currency, but you get it for free. Or it could be an, a different variant of a card that you have, or it could be what you're actually looking for, a new card itself. And so um, that happens, I think, like every, like what, 8, 12, something like that collection level. So it's a larger time in between 
and it's not guaranteed that you're unlocking one of the cards. So once you get into pool three, especially kind of where I am, I'm at like 1400 ish. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes a while in between kind of in in getting the cards and uh, in chat zombies go nom nom friend of the pod has put in uh, pool one is um, levels uh, 14 through 214 pool two is 222 through 474 and pool three is 486 and beyond so um, yeah the randomness of whenever you're working on pool three is kind of what what is the the biggest grind because you're not even guaranteed to get a card every X number of levels and it's just kind of like rolling the dice. Can I can I can I possibly anger zombies by saying it almost sounds like Merc packs? Like it sounds like <laughs> so you know Pull three you know, does. like the worst part about mercenaries packs, right? So so that's not where that's not all that reminds me of mercenaries. The other thing that reminds me of Mercenaries was the comment you made, Shmoopy Daddy, whereby you speculated perhaps this gating of content is a way to artificially extend out a lack of content to keep players engaged, which is exactly why Mercenaries, especially the first drops of Mercenaries, was such an ungodly grind because people (laughs) just run out of things to do and move on. Uh, So I think Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of that um i mean i who's to know for certain but uh, certainly um i think that there are some people who are progressing through it faster than maybe the typical player would i, I had an interesting couple of hours with the game so i installed it on pc uh mm-hmm. i don't know about five hours ago um, i had to go to the doctor i had a couple of hours to kill i had enough of work so i was like i'm done with work I'm going to check this out. All my friends are enjoying it. I'm not really into Marvel. Like, I don't dislike it, but I don't go to my way for it. Like, so a lot of the characters are familiar to me, but a lot of them aren't. The art style is very well done, but not something that I would go to my way for. But I think the presentation is pretty good. Yeah. The PC client is, is um, I might get McGurgled. It's ass. It's it's just basically like they took the the phone client and put it in blue stacks, but did all the 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 wrapping for you, right? It's like it's in portrait mode. There are two huge bands on the side. Uh, they say they're going to improve that, which they better. Can yeah. I? Can I yeah. just, I'm but, sorry, jump in just real quickly, just with the aesthetics. I hear like there's a lot of concern that like okay, I'd love to stream this because the game is fun. But presentationally, it's not all that engaging. It's less engaging than mercenaries, which again, zombies. I'm sorry. No, there's there's a lot of dead space on the the map sometimes. Yeah, maybe visually, but maybe visually that's true. But like when you say it's not like, because I was watching Concerned Mom stream it yesterday, Mm -hmm. and and I, I mean. Sometimes, like, I like to watch Concerned Mom, but he'll play games that I can't see because I can't see very well. Like, right. he plays, like, Lost Exile or, or those kind of games. But I was watching him play Snap. I, I, I was engaged. I, you know, like, I, I kind of okay. saw what was going on. And, you know, I think it's it's as engaging as any card game is to stream. Okay. Could it look a little better with the dead space? Could they stretch it out? Sure. I, I kind of was playing it, and I was like, there's not a whole lot to this. And I was like, guys, like, are you really having such a good time with this? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. But what I did was when I went to the doctor, I I don't drive. I took the train. I loaded it up on my phone, 
Mm-hmm. And playing it on mobile on my phone was where the experience really kind of clicked with me. And and not just because it looks good on the phone, which it does, because it really kind of pops. But like this is the first card game that I can play on mobile that is truly mobile from mm-hmm. an accessibility perspective and just a design perspective. Like playing Hearthstone on the train is not optimal. It doesn't matter how good the client is or isn't. This is true for Runeterra and Magic the Gathering. They're long games. They require a lot of thought. There's a lot of interaction. Um, You can hold, snap your phone in one hand. um, And the turns are really like you play a card and you wait. You play a card and you wait. And that, that cadence is really good for mobile play. And I was able to get in like a good half dozen games while I was on the train and not be worried that I was going to miss my stuff. So for the mobile experience was actually really good. And I think that at a minimum, I'm going to leave it installed on my phone because it's it's a good it's a good mobile game. Like, really. Um, whereas Hearthstone feels like a good game that was ported to mobile. This really was mobile first. And so I kind of sit back and I wonder, like everyone who's kind of like, banging out game after game after game on PC, streaming it for like 10 hours like you did, Zombies, is that really kind of the play pattern that they were intending? Uh, I, I I don't know, but I mean, they should have known that that was going to happen, especially <laughs> since they leveraged the streaming community so much. But yeah, it the, the experience of playing it on mobile in a mobile setting, it really shines there. And and I think that, that that's enough to kind of keep me at least playing very casually on, on mobile, if, if not more, because um, I can actually play with it on mobile. That was cool. really, really good. I don't know if you experienced it much, Sheep, on, on mobile, but it's... it's Knowing Sheep, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I actively played it so much more on mobile, and actually only with the official mobile release and beta, you know, PC release, that's when I first actually played it on PC, because my electricsheep.city, like, account just doesn't play nicely with blue stacks. So the fact that they actually, you know, had it, the beta, however scuffed it is, and it is, um, it actually lets me play it on PC a little bit, which is kind of cool. Um, but I definitely look forward to eventually when that is no longer just in beta, because it, it very clearly is just kind of like there so that they could say it's there, I think. Whereas the the yeah. true experience is mobile tablet for sure. Um being able to play it one hand, you know, have a coffee, have a dog poop bag in the other, like <laughs> that's that's you what it's been. You think it was been. designed that way? You think it was designed yeah. kind of first? A hundred, absolutely, hundred percent. Even just like the way the cards, like so, like I on my phone, like they have like as you play the game, they kind of drip you cosmetic upgrades, right? Mm-hmm. For the cards you have, you don't have to pay for them. So I got my first 3D upgrade on the phone, and it was like, like the you tilt the phone, and it like the art kind of tilts with the phone. Like it, it really oh, feels nice. like it's jumping out. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's really it's really cool, and you won't get that on PC to the same extent. So yeah, I would say this was a mobile first. Absolutely. Whenever you grab any of the cards and move them around, they they have different like paths that they do. For example, if you grab Ant-Man, sometimes whenever you pull him out, he's super small. Sometimes when you pull him out, he's super big. Like the, the, the there's so much just like mobile tactility to it that that very much is a, a mobile first experience. 
and it's not APM intensive at all, at least not no. yet in pool one where I am. Um, so, so I think this is what I would say, you know, if you're curious, check it out. It, it really is free to start. And like right now, like mm -hmm. I'm confused by the, like I have no desire to put any money in this, not to say that I won't. Um, but like it, it doesn't, I think there's a bit of time before you kind of start to feel like you, you, you would want to do that. Um, you know, especially if you're playing on mobile, Th there's one other thing that I really enjoyed about, um, uh, when you reach the iron rank, which is kind of where they introduce the snapping concept where mm -hmm. you can start to lose ranks, people who are playing this game are really bad. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and like there, so here's my advice, guys. If you try the game, you will find yourself in situations where you think I can't possibly win. Don't give up. People will throw games that you couldn't, that you couldn't imagine they would throw. I had one person like, I, I did the math. They couldn't win on the sixth turn. It was impossible for them to take any lane, and they snapped. And it's like, let's go. Thanks for the cubes. I, I, <laughs> I, I think that that that, and I think this is a testament to the game's reach. I guess, like, I asked because I'm not a Marvel guy. Like, I, I asked someone, a friend of mine, like, is are people gonna pick this up on IP alone? And they're like, oh yeah, they're Marvel is like. For some people, it's it's like one of the main sources of entertainment, movies, games, whatever. This will be a lot of people's first card games. So you mm -hmm. might have a little bit of fun at the low ranks because you'll catch the mechanics maybe a little bit quicker than than others. And 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 I was like sitting there chuckling to myself on the train like a like a madman, you know, because like I was watching people just like, you know, point point the gun the wrong way and shoot themselves, you know, kind of like uh, a la Tom and Jerry. So. I think it's 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 fun to check out is i i mean we'll, we'll have to see I, I can't i can't really say long term um what's what but but absolutely like if you if you're looking for something to play on the train or whatever like this is this is worth worth trying out yeah so yeah. marvel snap ben brode second dinner i guess uh you know uh a lot a of, lot of pedigree there absolutely um, Anyways, uh, here we are going on about Marvel Snap on a Wild Hearthstone podcast. But, you know, a lot of Hearthstone players are playing the game. So I felt that it was worth bringing up. Even a lot of the Hearthstone news outlets, like Hearthstone Top Decks, wrote a yeah. Snap article. And they're like, you know, we, we're, we're, we're not going to be a Snap site. But, like, still, for those that are cross, you know, curious, like, here, here it is. So... I think that like Ben Brode, like you know, you kind of take a step back. Um, his his influence how uh, on our perception and perspective with Hearthstone, even though he's been away now for for how long? Three years? More? Gosh. Four years? Four years? Four years? I think it's been yeah. almost four years. Like, I mean, the fact that like he's still, you know, like I think that it was natural that like you know everyone who loves Hearthstone, a Ben Brode game, would would naturally be curious about this, especially like you know someone such as myself, where I like again I don't dislike Marvel, but it's like whatever, it's not something that I gravitate towards. But definitely, it's the name that that, and and obviously the the the, the feedback from the you know, friends and community members. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's no reason to not check it out. Justify it further. I mean, if you have a favorite Wild Hearthstone streamer, they've probably tried Snap, and they've probably mm -hmm. considered streaming it at some point, like throw a rock. Um, just mm -hmm. because you know Wild being what it is, you know we are <laughs> we are a, 
a mini set away at any point in time from the format being at a competitive level, you know, just, just, you know, a torture to play. So, you know, people I think are always kind of looking at, you know, what's, you know, it, okay, let's say that that wild becomes, you know, this Yu-Gi-Oh wasteland. What are my options if I'm streaming and I, and, you know, I, I want to continue to stream and, and live that lifestyle. So, no, I think it's worth bringing up. Is this the Hearthstone killer? I I mean, I don't like, so Hearthstone is a collectible or it's not a tradable card games. You can't trade, but it's a CCG. I don't mm -hmm. really look at Snap as like a CCG. It's not like a, 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 a Magic or Runeterra. It feels like it's its own game. It's, it's, it's a, it's a card game. It's not a collectible card game. I I don't know how to how to describe it, but it feels more like almost like more tabletop than 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 TCG. And it's worth mentioning that like when when Sheep was talking about Pool Three, like some of the frustrations I heard was it's like, well, imagine like you go to net deck something, and you're missing a couple pieces for it. There's no packs to open up. You can't just kind of like splurge to get the pieces you need. You're kind of stuck in the whim of rng as to whether or not you'll mm -hmm. kind of like upgrade your your stuff and i heard someplace and this is this might be gossip and so um just sort of discount me but i remember just sort of hearing this sound by that of like you know of ben brode kind of saying well we wanted people to feel like they had unique collections mm -hmm. which I heard that too which becomes discussions like well is that what card players really want do we want unique collections or do we all want to be playing with the same toys so it's almost like they want to recapture the experience of like when you were like 12 years old and you started playing Pokemon or magic and like you had what you had and you made the best of it. But like, I don't know. I remember being 12 years old and playing this cool new game that just came out called magic, the gathering and not being able to afford um, buying lots of packs. Although if my parents knew, knew, know now what, <laughs> yeah. what was then they probably would have bought crates of it for me um but that i don't recall that feeling very fondly it's like hey remember when it was awesome to be in elementary school it's like yeah i got bullied like i don't want to go back there you know it's kind of the same feeling like i, I guess like, like oh yeah my cool, buddy like, had a charizard i didn't have yeah a charizard. that that kind of playground experience of cards <laughs> like i i don't know like the minute that you're able to like it's it's weird i he Ben Brode said that in a in a in a podcast or maybe an interview. Um, I, I mean, I I personally think that they're trying to drip the content to keep people engaged, but I mean, I maybe not. Who knows? I I, I think it's just I think it's really hard to um, find that balance and uh, yeah yeah. I, know, I, I have I'll, developed and what's ready to ship and like what their timetable looks like and what's realistic and making sure it's not buggy and like the kind of things that like you kind of take for granted with a game like Hearthstone where, where I'm okay. Everything's streamlined and we can ha 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 copy pasta, but no, but like, or, 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 you know, spaghetti code or whatever. And like we had, you know, bugs are a real concern for the client, but it's almost like, you know, Hearthstone has so much momentum now that it kind of has to keep going how it's going. Um, in order to maintain interest, in order to maintain content, content creators doing what they do and, and, and whatnot. But that infrastructure isn't there yet with a game like Snap. Everybody wants everything right away. And, and I'll give an example where maybe it's a monkey paws wish. Be careful what you wish for. It might come true. So some of you listening or, or 
I don't know if you guys have tried it. There's this other card game called Runeterra. I've mm-hmm. kind of stopped playing Runeterra, but it's not that it's bad. It's it's a fine game, but they Runeterra made everything so accessible that basically everyone can get all the cards right away as soon as they drop because it's the most um, free economy there is in a card game. That's kind of like one of the selling points. But what happens is the Runeterra metas are like five-year-olds playing soccer, right? Everyone's chasing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like you know they don't they release content in in a staggered fashion too so like a new champion drops everyone's playing the new champion and if the champion's mm-hmm. busted it's like it's kind of like they they go through like um uh demon seed metas like all t- t- the time metas. <laughs> yeah it's wow. like one swing to the next and it's oh brutal. like i it, it's really brutal. And and so like what happens is everybody wants something new and novel. So like if everyone gets it when it drops, everyone's gonna play it. And if it happens to be OP, then oof, good grief. You know, but even if it's not, everyone will, will play it until the you know things kind of mm-hmm. balance out. So there's something to be said about trying to gate content. And and if so Hearthstone and Magic kind of do it via economy. You know, not everyone can play the Demon Seed because not everyone's going to be opening 500 packs and getting full collections. It's not as expensive to do, but you know, for some people, that's that's a that's a big limiter, right? And so they'll get it eventually through quests and and, and yeah. content. Um, you know, but it kind of prevents over centralization. It's kind of like a weird capitalist argument of of gaining <laughs> people to the content. But they're not. But what I understand is that that Snap isn't pay to win. So like, if you want to avoid the pitfall of over centralization, you have to do it through random drops. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm not advocating for one over the other. I'm just saying that Terra is, in my view very challenged by their very free economy because it just creates these meta swings that are are unpleasant so i i i feel for the for all of the developers the riot developers the blizzard developers the second dinner i don't know what the right answer is and that's not a <laughs> it's a if, if you can figure out study, honestly and a lot of schooling to kind of like go in game theory and also being brilliant to get it to get it right Meanwhile, nobody's quite got it right yet. So. Well, and, and to and kind of yes and that, yeah, to kind of yes and that, um, they tried out this, and this was actually when when I stopped playing uh, for a while, they tried out this monetization model called Nexus Events. People hated it. Like it was, it was basically like drop all the money. It was this huge thing. They realized how bad it was, refunded everyone the money, gave everyone the cards, and then just said, we're not going to do it that way. And that was going to be their big like monetization model. But whenever they were like, oh, that that's not actually working like like we wanted it to, you know, people are hating this, they course corrected. And I think that's really like demonstrative of the the kind of learning and and kind of development that the the team there's is kind of approaching it with and and that they're learning uh and and that they're they're taking that feedback and it's not just like oh yeah you know we're, we're gonna do this doesn't matter what you say they're just like oh well that didn't work let's try something else so i, I think that that's really promising even though what they tried at first was a bit too cash grabby <laughs> 
I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned watching the way that video games have progressed over the years is that um, they will try and get away with whatever they can get away with, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the it, it's been a natural evolution. We went from the kind of like you go and you buy a game and that's your game to the subscription model to the now freemium model um you know i mean it it's 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 almost like i've said this before but it almost feels like the game industry is at the vanguard of like software monetization because it's like you know after wow everyone was selling so like office became like a a subscription based Mm -hmm. software right and now it's like instead of charging for a subscription it's like hey we'll we'll let you read five free articles of the wall street journal and then charge you like 25 cents an article it's like everything's like pay as you go now and it's just like what's what's next so i will we'll keep our eye on them and and i'm sure that you know one thing that gamers are if nothing else is not vocal they're vocal and and uh if they do something that uh that they don't like boy uh, we're all gonna hear it on twitter hey, vocal reddit. on reddit oh yeah yeah so uh yeah it's interesting but uh you know it's not easy i guess that's all i'm trying to say i'm not i'm not trying to 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 excuse bad behaviors or or forgive it but i don't know what the right answer is because i would caution everyone that if you just give up all the goods up front that's not great either um lor is is such a cautionary tale for me so Schmoopy mentioned Reddit. I think there was a rather interesting Reddit post uh, earlier this week that we could uh, perhaps dive nothing, into. Nothing interesting has ever been posted on Reddit. <laughs> or has there? What, 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 what jewel did we find on Reddit? So our, our good friend, Mediocre Ogre, posted a, a bug priest uh, <laughs> post on Reddit. Where, where, where he uh, hit rank one. Um, Blue Train, I think you have a little bit more insight to both that and the follow-up post. So I'll kick it over to you for additional explanation, Fred. So Ogre, for those who don't know him, if you don't, you should follow him on Twitter. Great follow. Uh, probably can uh, get that link uh, uh, for you um, while I, I, I speak is a little bit of uh what we call a troll like he's the guy that like will hit rank one legend and then start queuing like piranha shaman you know and 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 just like no fear uh so i think he hit rank one with big priest and wrote a guide and the guide wasn't exactly giving sound advice (laughs) and my understanding is that, uh, and I didn't know that he did that. I missed that. I'm not a frequenter of Reddit uh, because uh, I tend to have to like eat in acids after like candy because that place stresses me out. Apparently, someone else wrote another a real guide after that wasn't a joke, but it still kind of was a joke as there was some bad advice in there. And I, one of the ones that I, I we were laughing about before the show was um, it advised. This was the second guide, mind you, not the original clearly troll guide was um you know keep blood of gahoon in the mulligan <laughs> i am not the best big priest pilot but uh there's a reason we call blood of gahoon big patches you don't want patches in the mulligan right so um there was some subtle you, you said blue there was train, actually... you want neptalon more often off of essence which is why you keep one of your blood of gahoons 
Not both, hand. just one of them. Just don't one you, of them? Don't you run? Uh, now Now I don't know if we're being serious no, or not. Don't you? <laughs> no. He net checks Doctolite, so he's running Doctolite's paranoid, like, I have three minions, so I can't possibly draw three minions because I hate running two minions. So, Speaking <laughs> of Doctolite, um, I have a flowchart to determine if a deck is bait. And uh, I, I usually post it when 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 the doc posts a deck as a PSA for those who might fall for his uh, his shenanigans. So uh, you just had to say it's Doc running two bloods. The thing about White Delight or Doc Delight, as he is now known, is that this man is is a prodigy. He could take any pile and hit top twenty five with it. Like, but but boy, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Renathal, dirty rat, big shaman, yeah. Anyway, so there, back to the guide itself. So, like, <laughs> there were some tips that were suboptimal. I think there were a few others, but there were also things that were sound advice. So it was kind of like a real, a real tricky post. Shmoovy, what were some of the other kind of advice, uh, advice offerings that were uh, maybe not uh, the most sound in there, or was that the only one, the blood of well, well, this, that, was the, that, that was the one that was that really stood out, but like the first article was basically a screenshot of him hitting rank one. And the first thing he says is like, wow, first time rank one. Um, this is a really hard deck. Do you want me to write a guide? <laughs> and, and it's like, that was just live bait for Reddit, which if you follow Reddit at all, hates big priests, uh, more than oil hates water. And so you had like some really over the top, let's say, um, responses, feedback, engagement, even um, from just full on, just like, uh, great, glad you rode this OP deck to rank one. Nice job, deck abuser. Kind of like vibe to like weirder, more threatening. To like just like clearly just in on the joke and like making it goofier, and the guide actually like <laughs> he, he copied the he copied the format for the guide from a different guide from a, a player named Elite who hit uh, rank one with um, with Curse Lock with a really by the way really kind of crazy looking Curse Lock list with a lot of one ofs and kind of like very like CN kind of feel where it's just like. I have the Swiss Army knife. I can respond to every matchup, and like, you mean in no way does my bad. does my smothering starfish kill me against aggro because I can't play it and it does nothing, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so he kind of copied that format and then filled in as he went. But like, sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was just like, oh yeah, you know, you keep, you know, you keep illuminate. You always keep palm reading. You toss back essence though because you always get it back off illuminate. And so like that it had some like it had like if you're a die hard like just like Redditor that just hates Big Priest, you've never played the deck, you'd never play it on principle, um, you might take it hook and bait just because it's the kind of thing where it's like I remember Hydra even being on the show one time. It's just like is it ever good to like toss back essence? I'm like, no, it's never good to toss back essence. It's like, yeah, but I could get it off illuminate. Just like, like I don't know. The odds aren't aren't like the odd. I know the odds are bad, and I think like I did like quick math, 
to show them like how bad the odds are. It's like, really? They're that bad? All right. I guess I don't do that. Like, even if you just like, I don't know, I would toss back idol. I'd never toss back essence because essence palm reading is like, that's what your, your deck lives to do. If you high roll and you hit the illuminate fine. And like, again, if you listen to Reddit, they always high roll and they hit the illuminate, which is where it's like, it was the perfect troll because it was, it was just like hitting a particularly vocal group of people right in the sweet spot, right at the right time. It got a lot of engagement, which is why I thought it was, it was worth bringing up just to <laughs> just to just kind of chuckle for a minute at, uh, at, uh, you know, perception versus reality. Um, just again, I, I'll stop talking in a minute, but, um, stats wise, I think I remember Corb saying on a, on a, stream that when illuminate hits shadow essence big priest has something like a 91 percent win rate um but the odds of that happening are around 10 15 percent so if you feel like every big priest always has essence on three or is coining it on two they just they just don't just the math says that they don't and if you think that they do or that it's some sort of conspiracy against you um i have a great bridge located in brooklyn that might be for lease if you are willing to uh, forward me your bank account number. And um, (laughs) that's that's all I got to say. I hate Big Priest maybe as much as Reddit, but I I recognize that it is an irrational hatred. Do you know what I dislike the most in Big Priest? This This was a thing the last time Big Priest was popular. It put me on on tilt like no one's business the big priests that ran convincing infiltrator (laughs) why but that drove me nuts i hated that card and i i dislike the deck but uh it it really is not great i mean like i feel like i get essenced on three all the time and then like when i finish my like my climb i'll look at my stats and i'll look at the big priest games and it's like oh yeah that happened twice and i won the other you know eight times out of ten uh but boy do i i don't remember those wins i remember that shadow essence it is the ultimate feels bad yeah it's it's totally it's totally confirmation Not the shadow essence, the, illu- the illumination but right. yeah, I, yeah it's such a feels bad i Oof. i don't have an automatic tracker i have to put everything like manually into like a little scorekeeping app that i have that isn't even related to hearthstone for like my legend climbs and like sometimes like it just it feels like a big priest and i type in big priest Sometimes it did nothing for so long that I just type in like dead priest and like, like <laughs> and like that was probably or like you know you get like turn two concedes because they drew both their minions and like they just yeah. they know they die and and um you know not that it's not a like I think it's probably it's a tier two deck um and it's like I hit legend this month with Reno Shadow Thief Priest because I didn't want to lose to Big Priest. Like that was a main motivating factor. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to play this deck because I'll, I'll be damned if I'm going to lose to Big Priest, right? That's another mm-hmm. reason why I like picked up Ignite Mage at one point. I was just like, oh, I'll never lose to Big Priest. Um, so like, I, I I feel, I definitely get the emotion, like because it's a deck you hate to lose to, but statistically, it's just it's not. It's good, but it's not as good as people feel it is. But it can be popular, and you see it a lot. And it took until I know <laughs> there were a couple people, Tom Carter and White Delight, were kind of spamming it and High Legend a little bit. And uh-huh. I, I saw Corb rage a little bit about it because <laughs> like all the high rolls were going against him in particular 
on one particular play session. Meanwhile, Tom's like, I don't know. I, I didn't realize it was you every time I was watching Netflix while I was playing it. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it does have that just kind of like, I don't know. It has the feels bad. Does it need to be nerfed? Is like wild not saved at lower ranks at lower MMR until big priest is truly eradicated. They said it was on the edge last time when they looked at it. Um, hey man, I've got, you want big priest to go away forever. Do oh, yeah, I have the medicine for you? <laughs> Ooh. On Nerf Raid the Docks. Do it, Blizzard. You won't. Big Priest will vanish. Big Priest will vanish. Oh, I mean, it. Yeah, come on. Raid the Docks bullied out, like, and, and I say this as, as a, not a control enjoyer. It was the biggest control killer ever. And, and Big Priest is. For all intents and purposes, I know this is going to make a lot of people gag. It is a, it's a control deck with a high roll, and it's a bad control deck, right? Because basically, you need the high roll to win most of your games in this current climate, right? So, I mean, unless you get the big high roll, like the Juggernaut will set sail and 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 wash away Neptulon and and Blood of Gahoon. Uh, I don't know if I. They I will never agree with that, though. I don't know if I agree with that because one of pirate. Pirate Warrior's biggest weakness was removing a large threat. Like it, they did not do well with big minions. That's why, that's why Combo Priest, Inner Fire Priest, ended up being one of the decks to like kind of come out and be kind of being like, dude, this deck, this deck is like it, 90, 10, 80, 20 into Pirate Warrior. Like I, I think once you yeah, got the, the blood of Cocoon Wall up, that was it. Like, sure, sure. But the the thing about Combo Priest is you stick your big boy like within the first, you know, couple turns. Um you know, turns one through four, um, big priest, if they don't if they don't do the illumination thing, you know, remember Pirate Warrior, under Pirate Warrior, Rokara came down. On five, right? They have to hit essence on five. If they don't, they don't have a chance. I could I and, could see and, that, I guess. And mm -hmm. Rokara like was very consistent on four with coin and five without it. Um you're right. but, uh, don't worry don't worry. It doesn't matter if I'm right. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you're wrong. <laughs> Because they will never unnerf raid the docks. Can you imagine the howling, the howling from Reddit will deafen us where we sit if they would ever unnerf raid the docks. I will make my proclamation here. They will never unnerf raid the docks. And do you know why I'm so supremely confident they will never unnerf raid Ooh, the docks? Why is that? And why is that? We're getting our zero man and pirate finally. No, I mean, maybe eventually, but uh, I thought we would have gotten it by now. No, because the last rotation, they didn't unnerf um, a Voracious Reader and Gibberling. That's You're true. Right. I but so wanted a Gibberling unnerf. I know, me too. Uh, I was shocked, I actually. Didn't, I, I was actually shocked they didn't unnerf those two. I'm not, because, I mean, the thing is, is that that's kind of like, Agri Druid would have become probably a, a, a very powerful deck because Gibberling alone kind of could carry it. But, like, they're, they know, and, and it's, the thing is that it would still be, like, a very vulnerable deck into, like, certain archetypes, that it never would be a true Tier 1 contender. But it's, like, in, in other segments of Ladder, which are important, too, it's a noob stomper. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. There's probably a yeah. better way of characterizing it. It punishes jank, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, and 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 so if they don't, if they didn't unnerf Gibberling, they are not going to unnerf Raid the Docks. I mean, I don't know. They did. They did give Secret Mage some pretty 
impressive tools. And when you want to talk about farming jank, I mean, that's, but again, that's, I guess that's class identity versus archetype within an, a class with other, I guess, larger archetypes within it, right? Like agro druid. I know you love agro druid. Chief. So much. Um, how much of a real focus is agro druid though, as a, as a, as a part of just druid as a whole, as a class identity, like, you know, you got your slow druids, you definitely have token druids, right? Like making wide boards with spells is definitely a part of the class identity. Mm -hmm. Um, but like that, like hyper aggro, I don't know if that's, I mean, it has the tools to do that, but I don't know if you're necessarily meant to do that with druid or if that's just a thing that we've just sort of done as card players to, to, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, Chief? Like, is that how we've just sort of taken the tools they've given us? I think Agro Druid is, is, is a mainstay of the class. Yeah. It's been around in various forms. And like, even right now it's, it's one of the best budget decks in standard. Still, yeah. If I and, understand correctly. And they have continuously um, kind of pushed different um, kind of pocket archetypes of it. You know, we've got composting, you know, Mark of the Lotus, Right. Most recently with Harold, uh, they, they definitely have pushed it as, as a, a kind of independent archetype uh, fairly consistently for a while. All the way back to that one, the original one mana 2-2 two, two beast. Uh, what was that card called? Raven something? Oh, yeah. The... Dire Raven? No. Not Raven you familiar. I of the cards. It was from Karazhan, Blazing, Blazing right? Battle yeah. with Beast. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Googling frantically here. Uh, here it is. Enchanted Raven. Enchanted Raven. I think that's what it says. I can't right. really see. Yeah, Enchanted Raven. One mana, two, two beast. And I guess in Biggin really is like, um, well, I mean, that's, we use it mostly in aggro. I mean, the, when it came out, it was that like dragon and Biggin deck, right? Like you, you were, you were making yeah. tiny to medium boys, medium to large boys. But yeah. I mean, it, I know it really shines in when you're making like, tiny things and the bigger things with a less amount of mana yeah and the the uh side quests and stuff like that were, were things that they were you know trying to push with within big and um obviously i preferred in the aggro variant but <laughs> you'd rather see a five five patches oh yeah he's in charge five, at that point patches. whether he has charge yeah plus two plus three buff from herald of nature <laughs> oh, God, right. releases the endorphins in the brain i like the deck too um but yeah i don't think they'll unnerf raid the docks but uh i i actually don't think that they'll unnerf any of the quests i think that uh mm. universally they are not even the mage quest um maybe the mage they quest the ma they nerfed the mage quest they nerfed the mage yeah quest. pretty hard super feels bad in standard which one was People that again him. That was the spell damage one. You you get spell damage forever. Mm -hmm. Plus two. It was plus three spell damage. They nerfed it down to plus two. Maybe. I I, I just think they're not going to nerf any of the quests just because uh, people hate them so much. But definitely Hunter and Pirate are not going to get touched. Hunter, I agree. Pirate, I wasn't uh, so sure. And the Demon Seed, who knows what will happen with that. Apparently, they're going to unban it. But in what capacity? In what form? I mean, they still have to figure out how they have to unban any of those cards, right? Like, they, we are going to get Stealer Souls back in some capacity. Yeah. So with Tome Tampering, I mean, with Tome Tampering as a tool, I'm always nervous. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if they just stay banned. So no, they said they said they'll unban them, but I'd like... 
they're and Bayonetta gonna have rework. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have to rework them somehow. Probably make them probably make them giga unplayable on purpose and just be done with it is what I would probably do. But <laughs> your demons have plus two attack. Right. Your 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 charge demons have plus one attack. I wouldn't worry about your charge the demons. So there are charge demons. So that's true. It is applicable. All of your doom guards have plus two attack. All of your doom guards have plus one attack. <laughs> For those who are concerned about a reversion of defend the dwarven district, I don't think it'll happen. But even if it does, um, the card that really enabled that deck was rapid fire, and they nerfed that for wild, so it will never come back. But even still, I don't think that they'll unnerf defend the dwarven district because the card is so toxic. Even though most people have... joke that that odd hunter, odd quest hunter is blue train hunter because I played so much of it, um, I don't think that the card should ever see the light of day again. And in my defense, I only played odd quest hunter because it was the best thing into both demon seed warlock and pirate warrior. Mm-hmm. So it was really me playing a deck that spoiled the meta more than me loving playing quest hunter although i did enjoy beating those decks i i think that the play patterns were inherently a mistake uh, that whole that, wow that whole meta like look at the wild meta right now compared to the way it was a year ago it, oh, it no, is in so such much a better, better spot it's, it's so, so much, much better. better there's so much more variety i i think the one thing you can you can kind of nitpick about this meta is i think aggro should be a little stronger i know she's been having fun with aggro druid but i think aggro should be a Sorry, little bit stronger. Say that, say that again. What what should be stronger? I think I think I think aggro decks should be a little bit stronger, if only because they're pretty. I think when aggro decks are stronger, the format is more accessible. They tend to be cheaper decks. Newer players can pick them up and play them and find success, and which gets you new players to the format, which makes it healthier. Experienced players know how to build their decks and game plan for handling it. You know, like, listen, as strong as Pirate Rogue ever was, like, the, the deck was allergic to taunt, right? And now it's dropped mm-hmm. off a bit. But, like, you, there, the, you, you know, weapon hate and taunt, you had game plans to combat it. Um, so right, right now we I, have kind of, like, greed with neutral disruption keeping combo down as opposed to aggro. And I find that a little bit disturbing. But I, I also, I don't know. Well, before... That it could before, be worse. Yeah, before the standard hunter nerfs beast hunter which is an aggro deck was looking like king of the pack like top of tier one deck, though like i don't know i i, I beast feel like hunter it's more is not like an a, aggro deck no i think it's more of like a like a tempo or a mid-range deck like you're not killing on turn are you really killing that early consistently like it feels like it it i don't know i I feel like it's a yeah. slow burn into like a crescendo as opposed to as opposed to what I'm thinking maybe when I think aggro, I think hyper aggro, I think shadow priest, I think aggro druid, I think like I'm blowing you out turn three. Do you like, think even you, shaman's I, an aggro deck? Which one? Even, even shaman? shaman? Yeah. I consider even shaman an aggro deck. Okay. Just because it does it does have those early blowout turns, but maybe it has the same clock as Beast Hunter if I'm thinking about it. Looking at the HS replay data right now at Legends since the since the last patch, of course you always take this with a grain of salt, and I'm looking at the cards uh, sorted by deck win rate at Legend. The best performing decks presently 
are even shaman, uh, blessed priest, or inner fire priest, mm-hmm. um, and some kind of combo rogue. It's difficult to tell which because the cards right the cards you're using are similar. Secret okay. mage. Now, if you if you go diamond through legend, um, the top cards are um, secret mage cards, followed by even shaman, um, followed by uh, some beast hunter cards. Maybe this like. is this is me getting trapped in the constant shell that I try never get trapped in. It's like I've been so sucked into THL and playing mm-hmm. like the best decks against the best decks that maybe I'm missing for the forest to the trees. Maybe I need to dumpster more often where I'm missing thing, how strong aggro is further down the ladder than it so, is. So, so I mean, I, I, I am the, the creator of the hashtag Reddit hell, um, because <laughs> Renathal drives me crazy, but it's a joke. I, I think aggro, it took a hit, whether you call beast hunter a mid range or not, it was an aggressive deck or it was a yeah, deck that played the aggressor's role. It, it, it was one of the biggest, um, it was favored into into Reno Renathal Shadow Priest. The, the interesting thing about Reno Renathal Shadow Priest is that we think it's the best deck in the format. And it probably is, but it's not easy to pilot. And also, there's a lot of bad versions out there. And it has, yeah. I don't even think it has a positive win rate outside of like Legend, right? Or High Legend. So it, it, I don't know. Right I... now, the, the ladder, the experience between where you are on ladder what you're going to face is going to be very different i mean secret mage you know i tried playing it and i shelved it right away because it felt so bad to play yet you know you look at the hs replay data and you're like wow this deck's amazing because it seems seemingly to perform really well um you know elsewhere but it looks like at all segments of ladder even shaman still a really strong deck yeah. which I, I still don't understand but I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue I, I, I watched uh, the other month like five people climbed a legend with it which kind of you know made me close my mouth but yeah I, I the, the meta is pretty wide open right now you know I think that there's a lot of room for experimentation I think that there's a lot of archetypes that are criminally underplayed I think yeah. there's a lot of things that are overrated um but I don't really think we're going to get to explore it fully because if the rumors are true, to go back to the news, um, we're about to get some a shakeup uh, with some new with some new cards. So who knows what'll happen? One thing yeah. one thing is certain is that you know people always kind of say, "Well, new cards don't matter because wild is wild." I mean, the last every single release pretty since much Stormwind since the barons even have been super impactful to the wild meta game so it's added, I, something. I, it's added something i think this mini set's probably been the weakest mini set in that group and i say oh. that but i say that but it's boosted secret mage which was probably before this expansion a tier four i'm saying before the expansion probably a tier four meme deck the new cards from nathria brought it to babies basically probably like a tier three low tier two deck and I think I think the new cards, objection in particular, has mm-hmm. brought it to. If it's not, I would place it in tier two because I'm suspicious of it. But like, if you follow stats and stuff, it's it's low tier one, high tier I think, two. I think it's a again. I hate to use this term. It's a noob stomper. Like what you see at lower lower ladder 
is unrefined decks and it's it punishes those decks whereas if you're playing it into refined you know the thl lineup as you as you call it it will probably perform worse the hunter card from the mini set was bonkers the thing is so busted yeah like it, like i i really didn't want them to nerf hunter but i think even for a while that probably was warranted that card with harpoon gun and rhino the hound yeah, yeah. it was so it was the most ridiculous climb to legend i've had in in a while like it like the I thought it wasn't going to be good because it costs six, but but boy, does it not matter. It it, it <laughs> it's like it just the board states that got created from that were insane, and the fact that it's a rusher itself was also very relevant. Um, I was, I was so thinking that was about very, it. It's like a quartermaster with rush, right? Like it's a quartermaster with a body with rush that doesn't just like it's not just for silver hand recruits. It's for whatever's on your board because your whole deck is beef. So like I, like I wish I had thought of that in like those terms earlier because I think it's five mana, right? Five mana. It's is it five mana? Yeah, I think it's five. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's five. So it's like it is. Turn. It's like a it's like a quartermaster with with more teeth and like rush, and it affects <laughs> your whole board. Like it's how did we not think that was cracked? I guess because I, I thought I thought it was too heavy. I thought it was too yeah. expensive, and and everyone's like, "Nope, this is good." And I'm like, you know, like, look, I'm I'm wrong all the time. So I'm like, well, you know, it's the new card. Let's try it out. I'm a big fan of of hunter, uh, aggressive hunter decks, you know. And, and after one game, it was like I just had to see it <laughs> sold once. I was like, this right, is yeah. insane. <laughs> so the deck is still good. I don't think it's as good. I think it's still quite good because like, yeah. yeah, the wild seeds are weaker and your harpoon gun can't make you high rolls hired, but like you could still make these insane board states. It's still going to bully uh, too. some people. Sorry, what? Some people were cutting wild seeds too anyway. Except for the, the three mana spell was always kind of there for most mm -hmm. lists. I know one guy who doesn't run it, but like some people were starting to kind of phase out the seeds anyway. The only I don't know. Person I never liked I never liked the, the, the stag and, and the anti-synergy with the weapon popping up and breaking your harpoon gun. That always ticked me off. That was that annoying, but the, the thing with the stag, and the reason why I think the stag is still good is because it's the same reason why Pelican Diver was good, right? It, it, the, the, the dormants are really strong with the Tundra Rhino. It opens up yeah. these sneaky lethals, especially with the with the Hound, right? So that was kind of like the thing, right? You'd like... You discount like Rhino or the Hound, and you'd have a stag wake up, and then you slam the Rhino, you slam the Hound, and then all of a sudden you've got like this so it's much like burst. Three giants on the board, you know? It it it, yeah. it was just is it, it was bonkers. Um, so I, I mean, you know that that was relevant. Um, so you know you got the mage cards that were relevant, you got the Hound that was relevant. There's always something. I mean, if you if you look hard enough, yeah. Uh, I feel like this mini set is kind of more reminiscent of um, kind of pre-Stormwind um, expansions uh, on the, for the impact on Wild. There were there are a few key cards that help bolster uh, archetypes rather than kind of creating new ones, um, and and so it definitely helps further develop the meta. Whereas pretty much every single expansion, mini set, etc., kind of before this one either established their own archetypes or kind of took one from the dumpster and made it tier one. Um, so, so I think that, you know, the, this particular mini set had less of an impact on wild, but that's really just saying less of an impact because since really quest lines slightly before that, 
every single expansion, mini set, etc. Like the new stuff's been good. Completely been good. changed the formats. <laughs> Baron's Far Watch Post. Yeah. Uh, Dark Moon Fair, mm. Rick Fair game, uh, Skolomance. You don't even need to go into what was good in Skolomance. Like, <laughs> so much. <laughs> a- a- Ashes of Outland. We had Odd Demon Hunter for a while. Like I, I, I don't. Re- I was. Has it been since Descent of Dragons? Since we've had something not completely crack open wild, and I don't mm-hmm. even remember like uh, Galakron Shaman might have done that at the time, but did not have enough time because it had like a. 70 or 80 percent play rate or something like that in standard so and even for a while we could play like uh galakrond warrior in wild too and like that was really yeah. powerful yeah there there, yeah, there were so. massive oh, the opportunities is, you're right blue train people keep saying oh it's like it's not a big deal and i wonder if some of it's just copium it's just like well i can't buy a bunch of packs for the new set so i'm gonna call it garbage because i can't i have don't think it. it's that i think that like we've been We've been so trained to be disappointed by everything in Wild that, <laughs> like, you know, people just naturally assume that the meta they hate will continue to persist. And I remember, I like in the in the depths of like the Demon Seed era, I remember um, I I was kind of predicting that like the new set um, after uh, um, Storm after after no no uh, this was going into Stormwind. Mm. Um, wasn't going to change anything. And I remember um, Get Me Out and, and You See the Lion were kind of like, stop being so negative. Like, come on. Like, they were a bit more aggressive than that. They're like, you know, like, it's a game, you know? And and it turns out <laughs> that, that they were right after they banned a bunch of cards. But they, they did it. And I think yeah. that, that was like a turning point, right? Like, we yeah. were stuck with Dark Lair for so long. We got so habituated to it, but I think that that mm-hmm. that to say that they're that that we get we've on average gotten one adjustment per cycle, which is far more than we used to get. Like think oh, how yeah. long we lived with for Naga I... Giants for and Snip Snap for us. I mean, oh, I I think that that things are 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 a lot more. Like they say they don't want Wild to be a curated format, but they are kind of putting their hands in it a little more often than they once it's did. It's been I... it's been better taken care of than standard, in my opinion since maybe <laughs> maybe maybe mid sunken city like they had all these powerful fun archetypes come out in sunken city they absolutely gutted them and when... and now you've got the kind of the morass that you've got like it turned into like kind of like a slog fest in the beginning right right sander was kind of a slog fest everybody wanted to control expansion. meta what they got their con- everybody wanted to control everybody meta. wanted to control meta. control meta they got to control meta all right you want to- all right so so i i gotta preface this by saying i'm kind of joking but kind of not so <laughs> control players think they want control metas what they really want is to dunk on aggro noobs and and get easy wins but they don't want to play the mirror you put a control player and and and, and put them in enough skill testing mirrors most of them will lose their minds there are a couple who legitimately like it, but they are in the minority. And we know this because like, right. Head, and they should be shunned. <laughs> well, I, I just think that like, you know, they, they, they just want to, they just want to dunk on favorables. Right. I mean, we all want to yeah. dunk on favorables. Sure, they yeah. just, they just, I, I at least are willing to admit it to myself. Right. I want to cue into like the greedy combo deck that I can just 100%. roll off the board on turn three without actually having to like think. <laughs> This is the way. Um, yeah. 
they they want to do the same but uh no i i think that it's the paradox people think they want skill testing games and control metas i think that they need to there needs to be a balance right you want yeah. all play styles to be um viable i think in wild it is because like renathal and like the neutral disruption package while very good in wild aggro has the synergies that get it over the hump whether it's yeah. the totem synergy the beast synergy um before they nerfed it the the demon synergy the pirate um, synergy pirates are fine know. like they're not great right now but they're fine they're service they're always they're always oh, lurking yeah lurking around the surface but Playable. in standard that extra 10 health and that neutral disruption package just there's no ag well i was just about to say there's no aggro but aggro drew it as a deck i i mean so maybe maybe I don't know, but standard felt a lot more. Most let's say less diverse. Brand, brand sire Theo. Does Mutanus make the cut in standard? Probably not. Depends on the deck. Does, but people play it. it. Does. I don't know if right. it's good. I mean, just like that, it. It, they're they're running into this, and this is why probably you know we might see Renathal as a wild exclusive card for sooner rather than later, right? Like it's. In standard, you don't have the synergies to fill out a 40-card deck. So what do you do? You fill in the next best things. And the next best things are really strong neutral cards that everybody has access to. So all like if it's a deck that's not trying to do what Cheap's doing, where they're trying to get under somebody, they're running Renathal, they're running, you know, they're running brand to try and double them up. They're running Theo to try to steal the other person's uh not Renathal, excuse me sire they're running uh theo to try to steal the other person's sire which i don't know if you've ever been in those games where it's like somebody theo's your you play i play 9x standard when i decide to play standard which is probably not until the next expansion but like you're <laughs> at 9x standard somebody theo's like they snap pick your sire and then they play out a bunch of cards in hand and then you play your theo and you steal your sire back but it's like how dumb is that if that's every game <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I mean, I was watching Nate what play do I of standard okay. games, and, and it what was do like, they Theo? do they draw Theo? Do they draw Sire? How early do you draw Sire? How early do you draw Theo? Um, but it's like it, it leads to some like some of it's fun. Like I don't mind playing it, but like I'm not going to grind to Legend in that meta. I'm just not going to do it. It's not enjoyable. It's not. It, there's no. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, I know. I, I was watching Nate go through that, and, and it was funny because I, I joked about Reneth Hell um, for, for a while, but it was mostly a joke. But watching him play standard, I'm like, this is this is the joke. It's real. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real, and it's here. And oh my goodness, I can't believe you're going through this. And, and, and also watching NHL NJ um, do his standard climb, um, you know, we were we were co-op and I was watching him do it and it's less co-oping and more me watching because my contributions are limited in that in that space. But boy, was it just um, it was miserable, absolutely miserable to Locked. watch. I could it's only locked. imagine what 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 it's like to experience it firsthand. I haven't touched standards since um, the first month the first month that the new set came out. So I I played that aggro druid deck before they nerfed the slow druid cards mm -hmm. um because it kind of farmed it i i really like aggro druid too and i really like the 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 herald of nature so i, I enjoyed that in standard apparently it's still decent but like um yeah it's been what i'm trying to say is it's been like good what two 
two, you, three months since I played. Did you standard. play Imp Lock pre-nerfs in standard at all, or no? I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what happened when, when Nathria came out? I played Imp Lock to Legend and Wild, and then I started playing it in standard, and that got the nerf right away. <laughs> and, and once that got the nerf, um, you did it. You triggered it. <laughs> yeah, like blue trains on it. It Got didn't need it. so here's the thing. It didn't it didn't need to be nerfed. They they start like like if you look at all the standards woes, like it goes back to that initial nerf. It was like when Nathria came out, standard was cool, but everyone was molding about the location, which had a very high win rate, but it was like Shutterwalk when it first came out. It was dropping off really quickly as the meta adjusted. Mm -hmm. But they gave it that fine tune and it and it just they, it was like they pulled on that loose thread and they undid the tapestry that was that meta. And it's never recovered since. And it's it's a shame. I, I didn't care because it was like, okay, imps are no good anymore. Well, I like aggro druid even better than aggro warlock. So give her. Uh -huh. but, I mean, the, the whole the whole thing was a disaster post that initial balance patch. I I wonder if they could go back in time and not touch those cards if they if they if they would i guess they would because they they never reverted them but it made the deck un i wouldn't say unplayable and wild but it was like i it's hard to say like i played it on day one and like remember nhl was saying like this he before the card even got nerfed he's like this deck is gonna suck in like two days just watch. <laughs> i'm like maybe you're right maybe you're wrong I'm just going to play it while it's still good because smashing people for 15 on turn three with a jumbo imp that's buffed by the location is all right. But yeah, no, it, Nathria was really cool the first few weeks and then it kind of really degenerated uh, in standard and, and wild that it, it, you know, wild was, was good mm -hmm. after they dealt with the Kalthas nonsense. Blue, I, uh, I, I played so much uh, like bad imp block <laughs> those first couple of days. Like I played a, uh, Honestly, it was before the big rogues came out and kind of stomped everything out. And then I was like, all right, well, this needs, this is a problem. But like, I was playing like, like Galacron imp lock and like with infestation as my, as my big pirate rogue deck. When Ooh, they that's the impressive. Time, they never played around the infestation. Those three threes cleaned up except for the, except for the cutlass couriers. We're not going to talk about that. They cleaned up. <laughs> I forgot about Big Rogue. Goof. That yeah. post Big Rogue, everything was good and wild. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think that uh, the 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 meta the meta is weird. We can we can parse out what's good and what isn't. I think that it's clear that you know Reno Renathal Shadow Priest is good at high ranks. At low ranks, you know, if you're looking to climb to legend, um, even Shaman Secret Mage are probably statistically good good picks. I Honestly, think big priest too, probably, right? No, we but, never, we never recommend to play big priest. We're not gonna plug that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to play priest, I, but you I don't say that. Regurgle that. If you want to play priest and you don't want to play like five-hour games like me, uh, I think combo priest is really good. I, I've seen Corbett experimenting with different builds. I personally think the minion-based one is more up my alley with the location. It's, it's very yeah. good in Crab Rider um there's also the Web minionless one the combo one but i think combo priest is probably decent it's a good web, um, it's a good web lord meta if 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 secret mage is good then web lord's usually pretty good and web lord does a lot of work in that combo priest list it's a nice it's a nice mm -hmm. little shield 
and crab rider is still a busted card so you know making making big crab riders is always good so i think that deck's probably decent beast hunter is still i haven't played it myself since the nerfs i say this with some reluctance but i know hijo said that it you know with a few tweaks is still very good i think there's a lot of things i've seen it around it's still fine it's still fine is it is it where it was no but it's still fine yeah I think even like control shaman, like free shaman. I know a lot of people dislike that. I, I uh, saw some lists being refined that looked look decent. You know. Don't say it. Okay. Well, what's worse, free shaman or big priest? Free shaman. Free shaman. Wow. Free shaman. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. It's not even close. It's not even close. Oh wow. Okay. Big All right. Big will tox me. Fair enough. All right. You, you, you kind of. Big Priest wins on turn three. Free Shaman wins on turn nine plus. So, I, uh, if I'm going to be playing Shaman on ladder, it's probably even. I mean, I, I, the, the way that like Shaman works for me is I first I try to get away with Murloc Shaman. I see if I can get away with it. And then when I realize I can't, I'll, I'll, I'll play like whatever the next best thing is aggressively, even Shaman being the case. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of options, um, but I, I would uh, expect that uh, with with what I have learned about the new expansion without going into details, I think we're in for a sizable shakeup uh, in both Standard and and Wild. And I, I, I think that it's no one can guess what that's going to look like. Um, so if you, if you value a, a, a stable meta, it's certainly not stable right now. But it will be it's more stable than it will be uh, yeah. you know in 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 about you know three to four weeks' time. Uh, it kind of feels like ashes of outland to me where we have like this very large swath of coherent playable decks, like even off meta, like uh, you say crab rider's still busted, webboard's still good. like very quietly, I think like something like even Paladin is still a deck that's like, it's okay. Like you jam enough mm-hmm. games, you're gonna get it to legend. It's not. It's not a, a. It's not a meta that's. It's not like, post demon seed where we had odd hunter, even warlock, and pirate warrior kind of like covering each other's weaknesses and squeezing out, the sides where there was no two. Um, there's a big tier two. There's a bigger tier three. Tier one is kind of messy, and I think like kind of open to our interpretation depending on whether or not you're listening to data or or just by feel playing in the meta so like it's it's you know enjoy wildlife while it's like this because it 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 can be a whole lot worse i'm not saying it's perfect it's not necessarily my favorite but like i can play a lot of fun stuff i can play slow druid with you know og cthune in it because like it's got tools right now to like do dumb stuff dumb druid stuff and it doesn't matter if the payoff is sire or, or, or cthune you can you can just play some fun things and get away with it so you know enjoy it while it lasts I like playing fun things. Fun things are fun. I couldn't agree more. Fun things are fun. Um, but, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was thrown around the idea of doing one of my scientifically accurate meta snapshots <laughs> soon. But uh, even I'm like, usually it's my hot take. But my hot take is I think everyone's going to have a very different experience. But I think that the, the um, you know, for those that are, are, are kind of, doing their climb still uh you know uh, i guess if i had to looking at the data and what i know and i probably would how's even shaman into secret mage schmoopy daddy um i think even shaman is favored 
now secret mage now runs for black mages but to counteract that um even shaman goes so much wider so much quicker with chisel and they're keeping the health buff spell like if uh -huh. you get your totems to four health it's ggs if you stick an anchor tie totem it's ggs um i think okay. i think even shaman is favored um Plus, but a lot of mage, them are running. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are running frostbite now, which I imagine the secret mages don't like. So you don't, yeah, I love that. So yeah, if <laughs> I if I was doing my climb, um, it's I not probably... a good flame ward. I'm sorry, it's not a good flame ward meta either. Like you don't right. want to be running flame ward in your secret mage list to deal with so, even shaman because you're not hitting a lot. Yeah, I think. My my recommendation would probably be even Shaman based on that feedback. I haven't played the matchups, so I couldn't really say. Um, but yeah, I, pro I probably would would uh, do even Shaman. So I think there's 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 still things. Um, you also said Big Priest. Big Priest is good because it probably beats Secret. Does it beat Secret Mage? It does. It does. Yeah. So if Secret this Mage and even Shaman. Then anything then... that doesn't care about objection is in a pretty decent mm -hmm. spot. Especially if okay. you've got ways to, especially if you've got ways to handle a free six six, because um, that's also a really good card, the new contractor card. Um, yeah. Secret Mage is so much more board based. Like if if it's funny because I've seen I've seen matchups into Slow Druid where it looks like it, it wasn't close. The Secret Mage just gets on top of you and you win. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also seen like they seeds you at the right time. They get the spreading plague down. Objection never comes into play. Explosive mm -hmm. runes never comes into play. Rick Fairgain doesn't matter because they're solar due processing you. Like <laughs> there's there's um there's some real weaknesses to Secret Mage that I don't think the meta's gotten a handle on yet, which is why I'm a little suspicious of it. Um well, but yeah, anything, about... that can, anything that can play around objection is in a good spot, yeah. I think. And and even Shaman can do that pretty easily. Also, the thing that I think the reason I've been pretty sus about the good secret mage data is secret mage's draw engine is rigged fair game so the landscape for rigged fair game is such that priest now oftentimes has a spell that uh, has a hero power that can go face yeah it didn't before that's a matchup where you're going to struggle to get rigged fair game off shaman doesn't have a hero power that goes face but you're hard mulling for chisel and if you're chiseling them every turn they're not procking rigged fair game then you've got rogue, druid, a uh, hunter, and mage that have hero powers. Like it feels to me that like rigged fair game, which used to be so good, is now not as consistent. And if that deck's not drawing cards, it runs out of gas really quick, and you kind of fall in this death spiral. That 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 that's uh, yeah, Alunith, a bad time. Alunith has been looking really really good in the XL version because they can afford to run it. Um, and it's like if you look at it, it's like best card in the mulligan, best card this, best card that. The Secret Mage has felt really good into, like, the slow stuff. Like, I mm -hmm. honestly, I think Secret Mage is, like, fine in Torino Shadow Priest because you're constantly forcing them to have answers to board states in kind of the same way that even Shaman is okay into Reno Shadow Priest, where it's, like, it's constantly making them, like, Reno Shadow Priest has answers for everything. It's why it has a neutral, it has a very neutral, flat matchup spread ignoring the stuff that it dominates um but like if if you don't have answers to it like to to like it, it forces them a deck that doesn't have a lot of draw and shadow and reno priest to have the answers all the time and they just don't all the time 
it's probably my most uncomfortable matchup actually in is secret mage when i'm playing arena freeze which is weird because like i think like i'd be good at it but like i i, I just i don't know like objection steals a turn sometimes because you're trying to play a minion for tempo uh counter spell eats a clear you know they high roll you with or with orion you shouldn't be playing orion by the way that's you should not be playing orion it's bait it's bait play play something else play a good card um it high rolls it tilts but don't play orion um but the high roll but the tilt it's really fun it's really fun i love him him. he's not good though he's not good play conjurer's calling that's good in secret mage free free sick you like you like free stuff right free six drops make two more six drops off of that for three mana it's good it's fine you're it's fine. doing a very good job of of compelling this bait yeah i love it yeah. <laughs> we didn't do the how to recognize bait section but that's all right but yeah no, i, I kind of got on this uh big tangent about the the state of the meta but hopefully yeah, that was uh, uh of interest to some some uh some listeners uh, i suspect, very, i suspect they, it will be things are balanced now right like things are very balanced in like kind of an intricate way where it's not like you said like not every matchup is like like i would think that reno shadow priest dunks on secret mage and maybe better reno shadow priest players do dunk on secret mages but it doesn't feel that comfortable to me it seems to me like like they force you to have answers and when you don't have answers you get punished hard so Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing like objection can eat your reno so it's not like you can even count on Reno to bail you out of something. Sometimes you've used your mana testing for counterspell and clearing boards, and now it's time to heal up, and like it's turn six, and you got to drop him. And if he gets objected, then he gets objected. So I don't know. I guess you you copium that you're going to live long enough to drop to drop Behemoth the next turn. But like you know, they put up another secret, and you go, oh no, I don't know. Well, I don't know. it's a good it's a good meta if it if a if a tense one. I I am inclined to agree. So you know, if you're a high legend, you know what to do. Um, you play Reno Renathal Shadow Priest, play some kind of Miracle Rogue. Um, if you're a, if you're climbing a legend, sounds like Secret Mage, um, even Shaman, probably mm-hmm. good good bets. Um, and and if you really really want to watch. Uh, you want to Netflix and 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 Hearthstone, then then maybe Big Priest. But I won't. If you want a brain break, but climb Big Big Priest. Big Priest is the raw red onion of Hearthstone. <laughs> Wiser words have never been spoken, and you heard that on. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> So that wraps up this week's show. Nate and Hydra will be back next week. Nate will be in sunny California. So for more wild content or to see where you can find us individually, visit us online at www.borntobewildhs.com. Thank you so much, Schmoopy Daddy. Thank you so much, Blue Train, for joining us this week. It has been a fantastic show and and so good to to catch up with you and, and, and to talk, which you sticking around for the after show we will we will do more of that stuff so now we'll see you next time on an ep- another episode of here's where nate will drop in and in, in the actual sound bite that i don't have more to be wild wild, wild. <laughs>
nailed it. <laughs>